rolling and rolling. to achieving peace on the Korean Peninsula, uh, close to a treaty that would have ended a, I don't know how many years old, uh, ceasefire. The Korean War is not over, <laughs> technically. It, it's just at a ceasefire. Um, this is Americana, the American Way with Big John, um, just kind of got a hodgepodge of things. I, man, I, you know, one of the great events uh, in the United States happens this weekend, uh, which is Super Bowl Sunday. And it is the culmination of America's sport, uh, professional football. Um, and it's, um, typically a big deal, but man, this, this, this year has been so crazy, uh, and flown by so fast that, you know, it, it just doesn't seem like it's, it's here, you know, um, it doesn't seem like it's here already. You know, a lot of us 
do a thing called um, fantasy football, and it uh, just you know some people bet on it and stupid things, um, and some people you know just do it for fun like me and my friends, kind of bragging rights amongst buddies, and um, we have a good time with it. But it just seems strange that the uh, Super Bowl is here already. So I'm going to talk a little about that. Today, the Super Bowl in the COVID world. There's uh, another uh, thing going on that you're probably not aware of. Um, if you watch the mainstream news much. Uh, or at all, maybe you are. I don't know how they how they're covering it because I don't watch their crap. Um, but Governor Gavin Newsom, uh, the terrible governor of California, is under a recall. So uh, there's some interesting news there. And Newsom had a quite the checkered past. I don't know how California keeps electing these people. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, makes remarks after she was stripped of her committee. Um, she uh, called people morons. A lot of people that voted to strip her were Democrats, so that, that might be accurate. Um, let's see here. And then, of course, uh, Biden seeks go big, fast, and alone on COVID relief. Um, there was actually Senate, the Senate, both sides, uh did their jobs last night and they had an all-night session and debate on the bill and some amendments were made. Um, so we'll get a little into that. Um, Joe Manchin and uh, some, some Republican, I can't forget, but they passed, they got a resolution in there uh, that's non-binding, or an amendment, pardon me, that's non-binding. It doesn't look like right now the minimum wage will go up to $15. Let me cover that first. That's more the the most important one. Uh, President Joe Biden laid out his case Friday for moving fast and without Republicans, if necessary, to pass uh, 1.9 in coronavirus relief, uh, armed with a new, with new signs, pardon me, of economic strain brought on by the continuing pandemic. Now, mind you, this is the guy, this is the guy that said, you know, day one, he was going to put in a plan to get us to end COVID, period. Now, I wouldn't say now, but a week later, he said, well, you know, there's just no way of slowing this virus down. 
Omaha. But COVID and the media telling you Trump mishandled the virus are what got Trump voted out of office. If you believe everything. And I don't. But anyway. We'll... I mean, it's it's too late for you. You know, in one of his uh, Democrat primary rallies, which was attended by about four or five people, he also said that when I'm president, we're going to cure cancer. <laughs> and that's a terrible thing to say. Research for that's been going on for decades. And there hasn't been a cure found yet. Um, and it's something that really... I live in the highest per capita cancer rate area in America. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm watching video of this uh, Senate vote, and it was 51 to 50. And, of course, the 51st vote was Kamala Harris. Uh, <clears throat> and she's double masking now. You can see there's a, a medical mask under her uh, all-black cloth mask. And yet you can still see the shit-eating grin on her face. Anyways, back to the COVID relief bill. It says here from the Associated Press, the stakes for the country and the economy were amplified on Friday morning by the release of the government's jobs report for January, which showed that hiring had stalled to a pace that could hinder a return to full employment for several years. Well, gee... Consumer and business confidence is way down because you have a, a president that on his first day in office eliminated 10,000 jobs with the stroke of a pen. Some 406,000 people left the labor force last month as deaths from the pandemic have surged. A lot of folks are losing hope, Biden said. In a speech at the White House, I believe the American people are looking right now to their government for help. That's the worst place to look for help. The worst place to look for help. Um, he goes on to say, okay, they're looking to, for the government, to the government for help to do our job to not let them down. So I'm going to act. I'm going to act fast. And I'm going to be doing it with the support of Republicans. <clears throat> They're just not willing to go as far as I think we have to go. Uh, the law or the jobs report landed shortly after Senate Democrats cast a decisive vote to muscle the COVID relief plan through the chamber without Republican support. A step toward final approval next month. So we're on step toward final approval next month. We're on 
February 5th. So it's going to be 20, no, 23 more days before it can get approved. And then, you know, Dummy will sign it. Because he's signing everything they're sticking in front of him. Um, yeah, so it's going to be like mid-March before you get your stimulus check that they made you think you were going to get day one. Um, anyways, it says here, Vice President Harris cast the tie-breaking vote. I already told you that. Um, Biden's speech solidified... A marked shift in tone and strategy for a president who entered pledging bipartisanship and met on Monday with 10 Republican senators pushing for a slimmed down $618 billion alternative. You know, there, there was room for negotiation there. Between the 1.9 and the 600 billion. And I don't think they negotiated well. Um, you know, you can say, well, we don't have time. But there was no negotiations, okay? Th that's just how it was. Negotiations go, you know, okay, Biden put his $1.9 out there. The Republicans countered with a low-ball offer. Then Biden's supposed to come back with some kind of counteroffer. Uh, and and it, that didn't happen. Um, but give the Senate credit um, going on here. Senate Democrats applauded Harris after applauded after Harris announced the chamber's 5150 vote on the budget measure around 5:30 a.m. So they worked all night on this. Uh, the action came after a grueling all-night session where senators voted on amendments that could define the contours of the eventual COVID-19 aid bill. <clears throat> Following the Senate approval, the House passed a measure 219 to 209 on Friday afternoon without a Republican vote. The coronavirus aid package can now work its way through congressional committees with the goal of finalizing additional aid mid-March. So you're not going to get anything. Nobody's going to get squat if this passes in mid-March, right? He signs it the day or the day after. And it's going to take a couple of weeks for the bureaucracy to get the money rolling out, like the stimulus checks. Uh, it's going to take, I mean, when he and Obama tried to do stimulus checks, some people didn't get their checks for like months. And it was like a fiasco. But anyways, um when extra unemployment assistance and other pandemic aid expires. So they're shooting for mid-March because that's when the other, the bill they passed in December expires. I, I mean, guys, I just let people go back to work. Let adults make adult decisions. 
you know, protect the elderly, the vulnerable, but <laughs> the best stimulus is a paycheck. Reopen the frickin' economy. In, in, you know, do things that are economic friendly. Uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi said some garbage. Uh, push for a stimulus comes between weakening U.S. economy. Well, when Trump was going out the dough, the economy was getting stronger. Now, in January, it's weakened already. Um, at that rate, it's going to take 10 years until we hit full employment. Biden said during his Oval Office meeting, uh, that's not a hyperbole, hyperbole fact. I think he meant hyperbolic. Not a hyperbole fact. Well, whatever. That's not a hyperbole, that's a fact. Hyperbole, shitfire. I can't read. My bad. Sorry, Joe. That's not a hyperbole. That's a fact. I'm so used to him botching things. When I see something, sometimes I just assume it was his babble and they published it that way. Um, unemployment did fall from six point or from six point seven to six point three. Uh, and when Trump left office it was almost back to the pre pandemic level. Um, the US economy is nine point nine million jobs shy of its pre pandemic level. But guys, this these stimulus checks are not gonna create jobs. People are gonna go out and shoot their wad in one shot they're gonna buy flat screens they're gonna buy toys it, I mean you know not literal toys but you know I mean fun things for themselves that thing they've been wanting for years um, so I'm I'm banking mine I don't care what the hell the rest of you do um, trying to get down to where it talking about Joe Manchin. Senate passed an amendment that would prevent uh, passed an amendment 99 to 1 that would prevent $1,400 direct checks in Biden's proposal from going to upper income taxpayers. But the measure led by Susan Collins, Republican Maine, and Joe Manchin, Democrat West Virginia is ultimately symbolic and non-binding and does not specify at what level a person qualifies as upper income. Uh, let's face it, you know, billionaires and millionaires don't need $1,400. Uh, so, but again, it's, it's non-binding, non-specific um, amendment. Also, um, what I read today is anyone making under $50,000 a year on, as an individual will get a stimulus check sometime, eventually. So that's where we are on COVID relief. Uh, the other smoke and mirror story uh, that's lingering out here. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene blast, blasts 
morons who stripped her of her committee assignments. Uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia lashed out at Democrats Friday in her first comments after the House voted to strip her of committee assignments. I woke up early this morning literally laughing, thinking about what a bunch of morons the Democrats plus 11 are for giving someone like me free time. <laughs> yeah, that's all they did. They gave her free time. So now she has all the time in the world uh, to sit and think about ways to mess with Democrats, uh, to be on Twitter, to be... I don't know what else, what help she can be. Actually, she kind of like I said, she's the Republican AOC or uh, the new Sarah Palin, who you know uh, Palin was just a, a dipstick. Is um, again. You know, Tina Fey on Saturday Night Live did a job um, imitating her about getting, we're going to go to Washington and be mavericks and get all mavericky and, and stuff like that. And it was pretty cute. Um, sadly, some people thought when Tina Fey said things like, oh, I can see Russia from my front porch and I wave to them. They thought that was the real Sarah Palin. And for like months after that, I had dummy crats telling me, oh, Sarah Palin says she stands on her house and waves to Vladimir Putin. I'm like, shut up, idiot. That was Tina Fey. Oh, no, no. It was on TV. Well, a lot of things are on TV. Oh, so anyway. So they stripped Marjorie Taylor Greene of her committee assignments. This is, um, useless. I mean, I played that soundbite at the beginning of the, the video and podcast of Maxine Waters telling people, telling uh, other, you know, liberal extremists, uh, dummy crats, whatever you want to call them, to go out and harass members of the Trump cabinet at restaurants. Um, some of the more famous incidents, uh, now I can't think of her name, I was just listening to her. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, or Sarah Sanders, was, uh, walked into a I think some restaurant down south and was told you're not welcome here leave um, and you know it was all the, the doing of Maxine Waters uh, Ted Cruz and his wife were having dinner at an upscale DC restaurant when a bunch of uh, yahoos came in banging pots and pans and banging on whatever they could and yelling you're not welcome here and you've got other people in these restaurants 
trying to enjoy a good meal, a, a fine dining experience, and you've got these idiots egged on by a congresswoman going in there and yelling. Uh, and she en encouraged, you know, violence from what I heard. You know, cause a scene, make a mob around them. Make them know they're not welcome. They're not welcome where? This is supposed to be America, where everybody's welcome. You know, where we can disagree, but we don't turn on each other. And then, you know, the whole point of that was, you know, the Democrats are accusing Trump of inciting violence, and they're twisting his words to where they're just lying. They're just putting out lies. The things that he said, uh, or the things that like Jerry Nadler and Chuck Schumer said, that he told them to violently march to the Capitol and fight with Congress members, fight Congress members. No, he didn't. He said, I know some of you are gonna peacefully march down to the Capitol, or I may have my words a little backwards. March to the Capitol peacefully and let your voice be heard. You know, that's what every politician says. You know, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a voice of the people. We're going to make our voices heard. I'm going to fight for you. You know, and later on in that speech, he said, you're going to have to fight for your rights harder than you ever have before. Yeah. I mean, look at what the Democrats are doing to our rights. You know, just look at it. I mean, they're literally trying to pass laws to make it illegal to say certain things, use certain words, pronouns, you know, genders. Uh, if I choose my gender to be Wookiee, and I want my pronouns to be Yoda and Jedi, and you refer to me as he or him, well, now I can go cry and, and have you arrested. Well, I can't yet. But that's the path that the Democrats want to go down, is if you hurt somebody's feelings with your speech, it's called hate speech, and you have to, you know, get reprogrammed or deprogrammed oh my god you know back in you know the the nazi and the the imperial japanese empire and the vietnam north north vietnam days they had you know reprogramming of american soldiers and brainwashing where they had to sit for hours without sleep tied in torturous positions and watch propaganda videos until, or propaganda films, it was films back then, uh, until they admitted that the United States is a terrible, god-awful, heathen country. Oh, and now our, our own government wants to do it to us. Son of a beehive. What's next? Gavin Newsom is under this recall in California. This happened to another California governor, too. 
and we end up with Governor Schwarzenegger. Um, but three major Trump donors contribute $325,000 to Gavin Newsom recall effort. Move, um, the movement to recall California's Democrat governor, Gavin Newsom, has gained significant traction in recent months with major GOP backers of former President Trump dishing out money for the cause. Uh, among these who donated, including three Republicans who are big players in supporting Trump's 2020 presidential election, they include Beverly Hills real estate developer Jeff Palmer, $150,000, Silicon Valley venture capitalist Douglas Leone, and his wife Patricia Perkins Leone, $100,000, and retired construction equipment executive Howard Groff and his wife Susan, $75,000. So far, two Republican-backed groups are leading the recall efforts as they've already raised $3.2 million and are expected to surpass $3.5 million by this weekend. Uh, organizers of the petition will need to su submit 1.5 million valid signatures to the Secretary of State's office by March 17th for the recall to qualify for the ballot. Uh, by Friday, Recall Gavin 2020 campaign already had 1.4 million signatures. So they're doing good with uh, about a month and a half to go. Um, now, of those 1.4 million signatures, how many are going to be valid and how many are going to be struck down as invalid is the question. So they really need to get about 2 million signatures, but they're, they're on their way there. Um, this is the sixth attempt to recall Newsom, but the first real gain, first to gain real traction. Petitioners are successful, if petitioners are successful, a special election vote to recall Newsom will be held within 60 to 80 days. Um, this is largely because of his handling of the coronavirus, shutting down businesses um, and keeping them shut down. Uh, you know, we've, I don't know if you've all seen them, but there was one business owner that, you know, they, they um, outlawed indoor dining, so she spent $10,000 to buy picnic tables, a uh, canopy, <clears throat> and make sure everything was socially distanced. Uh, and then they shut everything down, indoor, outdoor, everything. Everything was shut down. And in the parking lot next to her restaurant, this a movie studio was allowed to set up almost an identical, almost identical outdoor dining setup with uh, canopies and picnic tables. And it didn't look like the picnic tables were socially distanced. 
like hers were. They weren't, you know, six feet between tables, in other words. There wasn't six feet between tables, pardon me. So, you know, these are the reasons people are mad at Governor Newsom. But this is, you know, look, man, it, this guy's California politics to the, the hilt, right? Let's, you can Google search or whatever. I'll just put in here, Newsom scandal and see what I get. Da, da, da. Let's go to news. Governor Newsom being recalled. Recall gets more serious. And I was trying to look for older articles. Um, former San Diego mayor enters race to unseat. Law enforcement probe threatens Newsom. Law enforcement officials are investigating escalating threats of death. Uh, that's not what I wanted to hear. Skeleton recall threatens threat sharpens Newsom's focus on COVID-19. Or skeleton, pardon me. California effort. GOP's Newsom approval rating plummeting. With a third of voters supporting a recall made COVID criticism, poll finds. Uh, <clears throat> eight reasons California governor must go. Uh, oops. Let's see here, something. Pardon me, let's see something here, I should say. Let's try Mayor Newsom scandal. <clears throat> that still, there was a scandal with him when he was mayor of San Francisco. And if I type in Donald Trump scandal, it would come right back up. Well, screw it. You can look for it yourself. He was involved in some sort of sex scandal. Um, over, um, wait, that uh, was 22 days ago. It's not old enough. Um, but you can look into this. He was involved in some sort of corruption and sex scandal as mayor of Frisco. Uh, let's get on to something more lighthearted. Um, so this year's Super Bowl, Super Duper Bowl, um, you've got wily old veteran quarterback uh, in his almost mid-40s, Tom Brady. Uh, some consider the greatest quarterback of all time. And if you're looking at Super Bowl rings, he, yeah, he has more Super Bowl rings than any one quarterback. Terry Bradshaw had four, but I believe Brady has six. Let's see here. Whoops. How many Super Bowl? Okay. Yeah, total of six Super Bowl championships at age 42. 
Uh, now, one of the debates or things going on around this is, so was Tom Brady the reason for the New England Patriots' success when, or was Bill Belichick, because Belichick always got the cred, and Brady was called a product of the system because um, he played in Belichick's system. Many quarterbacks were successful in Belichick's system uh, and then went, in, went on to flounder with other teams. Uh, now, Jacoby Brissett, I think, got a raw deal in Indianapolis, but he was the last uh, quarterback to uh, blow the roof off the dump under Belichick's system uh, and then immediately get a huge contract from another team. Then, uh, before that, you had Jimmy Garoppolo, who filled in for uh, Tom Brady while he was injured uh, and was quickly signed by the 49ers. And 49ers fans ain't real happy. In fact, they're almost asking for Kaepernick back. Um, so, anyways, uh, with... This See, I was wondering how the Super Bowl was going to go down. Uh, and I've been too busy to watch all the hype and such uh, around this year's Super Bowl. But uh, experts are worried, uh, could Super Bowl parties trigger a coronavirus explosion? Could it, uh, the first part of the headline is Super Spreader Sunday question mark. Uh, yeah, these small gatherings of people that take place on Super Sunday or Super Bowl Sunday are the types of things that are spreading the virus. So, of course, you know, bars and restaurants are very limited right now, uh, pretty much everywhere, um, except for like um, Florida... Texas and a couple other places. Um, here in Ohio, we've got <clears throat> an 11 p.m. curfew, but the Super Bowl usually ends around 10. So bars could still be pretty crowded, but I think um, you have to be seated and there's social distancing uh, laws in place. But the big thing on Super Bowl is everybody, Super Bowl Sunday is everyone coming over to your house, uh, uh, friends' houses, you know, and having little Super Bowl parties, you know, from, you know, three or four. Uh, when I was in high school, I used to always have, you know, two or three, four friends over, uh, and then my family, whoever was here. Uh, so there'd be like seven people in the house, maybe eight. Um, one time, a friend of mine, when the 49ers were good, he was a big 49er fan, and his mom threw a big 49ers Super Bowl party for him, and they got their picture in the paper because so many people showed up at this one little house. It was like 28 or 30 people. Um, it, 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 was, it was just pretty cool. Uh, 
and showed them all standing out in front of the house and shit. But, uh, you know, that that's the concern. I don't I want to see if our fans allowed in the stadium and how that's going to go because the city that hosts the Super Bowl sees a huge economic boost. See, uh, you know, it's talking about the variant strains of the virus that are spreading. Uh, on a weekend, usually defined by packed gatherings in bars and living rooms with fans screaming at televisions. Whoops. Uh, sharing finger foods. Authorities urging smaller, quieter gatherings. Yeah, when you're yelling and screaming, uh, yeah, you know, saliva flies out of your mouth. If you didn't know that. Um, so it says, uh, I, can't, I can't say it seriously enough. I want everyone who's celebrating the Sunday's game to be back next year. That means not allowing 2,000 or more Kansas Cityans to die. Uh, Mayor Quentin Lucas of Kansas City, Missouri. Not Kansas City, Kansas, like Donald Trump said last year. Uh, I'm a lifelong fan of the Chiefs, but I'm having more of a fan. I'm more of a fan of people's families sticking around and staying alive. Uh, any traditional wager of local teams, Lucas and Tampa Mayor Jane Castor, this year joined forces for a public service announcement donning masks and pleading with uh, residents to celebrate safely. There's kind of a tradition that the, uh, the mayors of the, of the opposing cities, uh, like one mayor will have to wear the winning jersey, the opposite team's jersey or something for a photo op or something like that. That's what they're talking about, friendly uh, wagering. Already, though, the signs of pandemic are wary public may not heed yet another call to forego tradition. In the host city of Tampa, parties are being planned and performances by top musical acts in Kansas City. News that no parade would follow a potential Chiefs victory drew black backlash from officials in neighboring in a neighboring county. Um, a quarter of Americans plan to attend a Super Bowl party. A recent poll said, and, you know, we've already seen things like, you know, last year's 4th of July, what, last year's Memorial Day, you were asked to cancel or limit your Thanksgiving plans last year, um, but these things have all triggered uh, a, a jump in infections. Because people don't heed the warnings. Um, so, you know, it talks about indoor Super Bowl parties, uh, given the opportunity. Similar alarms, infectious disease expert Anthony Fauci, who can't make his mind up about shit, uh, said something I'm not going to repeat because he's an idiot. 
you don't want parties with people that haven't had much con you haven't had much contact with. Oh shoot, I just read an Anthony Fauci quote. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said Thursday that the league urges fans to watch Super Bowl in small groups of household members at their homes. We want our fans to be safe. They need to be smart. They need to wear their PPE. Uh, they need to gather in small groups. We worked with the CDC and their advice came out last Saturday about staying at home, doing it with family and household members, uh, blah, blah, blah. Fans are making a pilgrimage to the Super Bowl, to Super Bowl related celebrations have blamed at least one spike in coronavirus infections. Last fall, officials in L.A. Uh, calls to suspend the Super Bowl have not come without backlash. Commissioners in deep red country, or in the deep red county, which has no mass mandate, wrote the Chiefs with the offer. The team has shown no interest. Oh, they offered to have the parade in their county. Um, officials plan. So let's see, will fans be allowed to attend the Super Bowl? Because this is a big deal for the host city, right? It's, um, so the exact number, <laughs> the sentence contradicts itself, but the exact number of fans will come out to about 22,000. Well, you can't be a exact and about. <laughs> You're one or the other. You're ab about means like an a, approximately. Anyway, so uh, the NFL has invited 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers to the Super Bowl for free. That's nice of them. On top of that, there will be 14,500 14, additional fans who purchased tickets to attend. <whistles> Bet them a tickets was expensive. Uh, this is like a 60,000-seat stadium. Uh, so Super Bowl LV will host 22,000 fans. Uh, so about a, a third of the capacity of the stadium, I would guess. Uh, and they'll be spread out all over the stadium. But yeah, that that's a big deal, man. <laughs> um, and Super Bowl Sunday is oddly enough like the biggest domestic violence day in America. Um, mainly because there's so much hype around it. There's so much excessive drinking. Uh, there's excessive gambling. Um, the cities that host it have excessive prostitution and human trafficking on that week and weekend. It's kind of disgusting that that's how we celebrate things in America, but that's what people do, um, just being honest. And so this is a, a big deal in America, the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I think people are going to have their house parties. I think the bars will have plenty of people. Um, I feel bad for 
employees of restaurants and uh, grocery stores right now. Like there's one grocery store that has an employee whose whole job it is to stand at the door and tell people you're not allowed to enter without a mask. And the store's not real good. Uh, I hate to say this, but I mean, just being frank, they're not real good at selecting who stands at the door. Like the other day, it was like a, a young female. And people get ignorant and violent towards uh, these store greeters that tell them, hey, you got to put a mask on. When you go into Walmart, man, they have like a couple people standing there. They have one person with uh, like an iPad and, um, you know, they're keeping count of who's coming in and who's coming out in case they have to cap the number of people and stop letting people in. You know, um, I was there the first day. Some of these rules went into effect. And, you know, the Walmart employees were staying outside as we were lining up at 7 a.m. Well, 6.50. Some people got went to the door at like 6.30 in the morning. Because yeah, there's like things that they stock overnight. And if you're not one of the first people in the doors to get them, you just don't get it. You know, they might have 10 cans of Lysol or this new thing called Microban, uh, a new sanitizer uh, like Lysol. And, you know, people were getting ignorant. The store employees were saying, hey, you know, back up six feet apart, you know, stuff like that. And people were yelling at the employees, who do you think you are, the police? And stuff like this. And it's like, man, be nice. You know, it's not their fault. The government came up with all these ludicrous restrictions and things. But anyways, man, this video has gone on too long. I should have done a two or three part discussion. But I want to get this in before wrestling starts. So, uh, hey guys, God bless you. Pray for each other. Um, stay safe out there, man. Avoid the violence. Don't listen to the... Uh, Lying, crooked politicians like Maxine Waters and AOC. You know, this Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is really stirred the pot and needs to be disciplined for lying about what she went through at the Capitol. Um, Maxine Waters has never been held responsible for the things she did and said, the things that she caused. But anyways, let's listen to Cube and Dre. Maybe. Shit, I'm tired as fuck. Come on, baby, let's get the fuck home. I'm from this area. I hate this neighborhood. Nigga, we tripping over here shit.
to the mind of a maniac Don't wanna be a killer since I came out the nutsack A man of murderous mind state with a heart full of terror I see the devil in the mirror Buck, buck, lights out Cause when I grab my sword off, niggas get hard off Barrel one, touch your motherfucking flesh Barrel two, touch your fucking heart out your chest You see a quick to let the hammer go flip On my tech nine, so if you try to wreck mine Foolish your bad time Feel the blast from the chocolate bomber Infrared and let your head like your name was Sarah Connor Decapitation, I ain't hesitating to put you in a funeral home With a bullet in your dome I'm hot like lava You got a problem? I got a problem solver And his name is Revolver It's like a deadly game of freeze tag I touch you with the Ain't no debating, I'm creating an escape route to be out without a doubt. Scott 